internet world. Welcome to the house of the Lord. We're going to have a message about goats this morning, and my brother Brandon's going to pray for me. Good morning. All right, let's get this service started. Our most gracious Heavenly Father, we boldly come before your throne room of grace and mercy, full of praise and adoration for who you are. We thank you for this teaching this morning. We thank you that it is anointed. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are with us. Move as you wilt. We receive the recallability upon this teaching today as, as we walk through life and, and need these applications. And we so anoint and bless our brother, our associate pastor, Lou, from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. We receive every anointed word that he has through this teaching today. And we love you and thank you so much, Lord. In Jesus' precious, holy, and powerful name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brandon. Okay, well, I've had goats on my mind for how long, SUNY? Quite a while, especially here recently because we have pregnant goats and they're having babies, and I think we have seven right now and could have another one time we get home today. They usually have three. Anyway, so the topic today is goats, and uh, in the Bible, they have a lot to say about goats, and um, this would be Day of Atonement, Day of Atonement, Judgment Day, the Day of the Lord is a picture of that. Here you can see a bull that is uh, for the priest and the entire community. And they tell me when they did the um, Solomon's Temple dedication, they sacrificed 70 bulls because they had 70 nations, one bull for every nation. But the priest will sacrifice a bull for himself. A ruler will sacrifice a male goat, and then they have other offerings, and so on and so forth. So the goat is a sin offering. Another scripture in the Bible is the scapegoat, or we call it the escaped goat, or they call it the Azazel goat, which was also a picture. They cast lots. One goat died. You can see it says uh, neither path ended well. Technically, they both died, but one was actually bled out and sprinkled on the altar blood and then the other one was led out into the wilderness by a fit man which was normally about 20 miles and the idea is that sin has consequences and yes Jesus we repent and ask forgiveness he says yes I forgive you every time but there's still consequences for sin which we call a curse and so the Azazel goat was led out into the wilderness to die in the wilderness and if the goat died then the curse was broken and the picture of that in the Bible is Jesus and Barabbas so Jesus was the blood offering and Barabbas got set free and we never ever heard anything after you know Barabbas in the Bible amen that's the escape goat the scapegoat don't let your goat come back on Day of Atonement. If he comes back, the curse isn't broken. And they have a bunch of crazy stories about um, the goat coming back and they're 
kicking him off the cliff was it's not biblical because they don't want him to come back so and other stories that are not probably true which I will not explain but that's the real picture send the goat to the wilderness he wants to come back home to get fed and water but he starves and dies in the wilderness curse broken amen Okay, let's look at Matthew 25. It says, When the Son of Man shall come in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory. Now this is a mop-up session, Day of the Lord. And before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. I'll just tell you there's a separation been going on for years. Uh, people are leaving the church in droves. The young people are not coming in. Now, that's not, that, this is a general statement. That's not true in all places, but separation is coming. And uh, think about this. I heard this from uh, someone this week. COVID-19, why did they put the 19 in there? Why was it 19? AI, okay, well the story I heard was the 19th book in the New Testament is Hebrews, which is the book of faith, and the Lord sent and put 19 in there to test your faith. So there's a separation that's been going on for years, and it's still happening. But this is the end times when Jesus himself divides the winners and the losers. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on his left. And there we go. Now, this goat here is not ours, but it actually looks like one of ours. And uh, that would be our goat named Candy. And we do not have any of these lovely, cuddly little sheeps. But, uh, so there's your picture, the natural goat and sheep. And connect all this to the spiritual. Why, why don't we have sheep? Why don't we have sheep? I don't know. Mrs. Young hasn't asked me for them. Oh, the goats and sheep, yeah, they're not really best of friends. <laughs> not, they, they don't get along. Yeah, they don't get along. Yeah, Sunni says, look at them spiritually. Okay, here's a picture of uh, Day of Atonement or Judgment Day, Day of the Lord. And you can see the sheep and the goats. They're separated. It's a coming. There are many breeds of goats. I'm showing you this in the natural, but you need to connect it to the spiritual. Goats come in all shapes, sizes, colors. They come from every nation, and so do sheep. Goats are communal animals. So that means you cannot have one goat for a pet because the goat will get sick and die. They have to 
have friends, and their friends are other goats. <laughs> Connect that to the spiritual. Social animals. Goats are social. People keep these creatures in groups known as herds. We say they're herd animals. Just think of the spiritual. Uh, uh, it amazes me how well-organized evil is. You know, it hides in plain sight. The average Christian doesn't even know it's there. They don't know how it operates. They don't know how, how it works. They don't know how to pray for it, against it. And uh, the scripture says, beware of the wiles of the enemy. In other words, wake up and learn how to fight back and stay alive and take ground back from the enemy instead of just be a doormat for the enemy to kick you around like a soccer ball. But the goats, they're pretty well connected. They're organized. The sheep are not. Shame on us, right? No, I think our church teaches quite a bit about these types of things. And we need to know what the enemy is up to. And we got to cut him off at the pass or nip it in the bud. You know, if we hit him while he's down, that's a good thing. You know, if Satan is mad, well, then we're glad, right? It's a good day to beat up on the devil. That would be every day because he's, you know, beating up on us, always looking for a crack. So the goats, they, they stick together. They're connected. Goats are kosher, and I might add they taste good. We had some goat meat this week, and uh, it was yummy. Uh, the goat we were eating was named Josie. Yeah, so <laughs> we, we ate our named goat. Yeah, she was a really sweet. But uh, I won't get into the story, but she had to be cooked. Okay, they have hooves on the end. This is why they're kosher. They have hooves on the ends of their feet, and they stand on two toes rather than a single hoof like a horse. And here you can see they have the divided hoof, which you'll read about in Leviticus. Here's the bottom of a hoof, the goatee feet. This needs to be trimmed. And the outside, the outside of this hoof grows. Kind of like a horse hoof. They gotta be trimmed. Marty has horses. Uh, we got other people here that own horses. They got to be trimmed. You got to call the horse hoof trimmer because you probably don't do it yourself. But we do trim our goats. So, how many do we have right now? Seven. Six adult goats. So every month they have to have their feet trimmed every month. Yeah, SUNY calls it a pedicure. Uh, six of them, so that's 24 hooves that we have to trim. And that's the trimming. We put them in a headlock, a goat milking station headlock, and then uh, one by one we trim their hooves. And they have two hooves on every foot, so really that's uh, what? 40, 48, 48 hooves. And then the babies uh, in two months, we'll be doing them too because they, they, they also need trim. 
So here's a before and here's an after. That's a healthy looking goat hoof. There's a really good looking goat hoof. So they're high maintenance, right, Suni? She says they're lovely. <laughs> Do you like to kiss the goats? She likes to kiss the goat babies. Goats have herbivorous feeding habits. Probably didn't say that right. They eat a variety of different plants, not like a cow or a sheep. They do not graze, so you can't just turn them out. Our goats are in the front yard, half an acre, and I just cut the grass yesterday because it's been raining. It was about that tall. Worked my lawnmower really hard, but they don't really eat that much grass. What they really like to eat is dry, crunchy leaves. Like in the autumn, if, if uh, you pick up a leaf off the ground and squeeze it in your hand and it cr makes that crackly sound like you're smashing a potato chip, really dry. They love that. And they also like to eat twigs and bushes and the baby, the new sprouts off your trees. So uh, the trees in the front yard have no limbs until what they do is they walk out there and then they stand up on their hind legs like a deer and they eat as high as they can reach their mouth. And so that's where the tree limbs start where they can't reach. So they don't graze, they browse. So if in our house, if someone says, check your browser, you know, we might just be watching for the goats. They browse on all kinds of plant matter. They do eat some grass, not a lot. They also eat shrubs, bushes, leaves, and virtually any edible plant matter. No, they're picky. What we feed our goats is Sudan, which is uh, Milo, or it would be called sorghum. And so sorghum is about that tall when it's harvested with a big head of uh, seed. They come along and cut the seed off, and then they come along after they've harvested the seed, and they cut the plant off and bale it. And it's, it's a little, reminds me of bamboo. It's got a pretty heavy-duty stalk and then a few leaves. So when you put the Sudan out into the goat feeder, they will take the heavy-duty stalks and spit them out on the ground and eat the little soft leaves. So I say they're wasteful. But uh, they're a little picky. They don't like the really tough um, stalk, the stem. So they have a discriminating palate. And, of course, you can have goat milk. Uh, and we have Nigerian. We, we got a second breed here this year. But uh, we have Nigerians, which uh, produce a really sweet, creamy milk. And we got Nubians, which is a bigger... Nigerians are mini goats, and then Nubians are, you know, they're not, not that much taller, but when you put them together, they look like double size. But uh, you can see this udder here is bulging. That's what it looks like, and Sunni milked one of the uh, yeah, Nubians, and that was t Mocha, Mocha. I get them mixed up. She named them. See, I would not name my goat Mocha um, or Candy. <laughs> you know, or sugar. I would name it like Conan the Sheep Killer or something like that. 
But anyway, you get milk, and then Sunni's made uh, goat soap, and um, we love it, and uh, goat cheese, and I put it on my salad. We put it on our eggs. It's really good. And uh, Sunni says uh, I drink too much goat milk. I am a milk drinker. It's not a problem for me to drink a gallon of milk a day. And she says, control yourself. Control yourself. Don't drink all the milk. And I'm thinking, uh, you know, this is just the beginning. The, the uh, two little baby mini Nubians that, you know, are drinking mama's milk can't drink, you know, that much milk. So I'm getting the leftover. But we got another one. So I'm figuring we'll be getting two gallons of milk a day. And then after the others get weaned, we got five goats that we're going to milk. So we might get three gallons a day. So I'll probably just settle for a gallon a day, Sunni. And then you can control the other two. One for me, two for you. That's pretty good, isn't it? And Sunni doesn't do this anymore, the hand milking. She has a milk machine. I spoiled her. Okay, so John's not here, too bad. A church member that helps us when we go on mission trips. He feeds and waters the animals, keeps everybody alive, and then when needed, he milks. And so we had to teach John to milk. <laughs> so this is my homemade uh, goat milking stand. And this is sugar. She's as big as a barrel. And you should see her. She has a hard time walking. It's like she's pregnant. We think we're going to have three babies, maybe four. But she's had her babies. They're weaned. And now they're, this is before we got the electric milker. So by hand. So we made this little goat milking station, and uh, you see that little cord there? That goes all the way down to this. And so what we do is we tie a cord to both their hind feet, because if you don't, they'll be doing this, and pretty soon you get their foot in the milk bucket, and then that has to be thrown out. So we get them in a headlock, and on the other side of that is a bowl of food. So we try to pacify them. We feed them while they're getting milked. And then uh, this, is, uh, this is my milk station, which is, um, Sunni says there's mosquitoes in there. That was an enclosed, now it's open. So the air can go in and she doesn't get bit by mosquitoes. And when it's raining, she can go in there and milk and not get soaked. But this was a nice day, and so she's out here teaching John how to milk the goat. And here is Candy, and she has three babies uh, right now. And here's the dinner plate, and uh, this is the milking machine. So it's, it's got suction and two little, uh, I don't know what you call them, nipple cups. Anyway, you turn this thing on and it makes this little you know, like that. It sounds like a, a dead, dying vacuum, but it makes suction. And what it does, it's got a, a little uh, 
how shall I describe this? It's a rubber cylinder inside and the suction pulsates. So when it pulsates, you hear this and you'll see it squeeze and then it lets off and then like that. And so that's what happens and you put that on there for three or four minutes and it will milk the goat and they just love it. And we love it because you don't have to do this or hands. She's going, I need a milk machine, Lou, because my hands are getting so sore. So I spoiled her, spoiled her rotten to the core. <laughs> Talking about goats this morning. I've had goats on my mind because we got goat babies coming at the house. So different breeds reach sexual maturity at different rates when females which we call them a doe just like a deer you get your deer hunting license you get a license and it either says buck or doe and so that's the same way with goats and then they come into season or heat now let me just finish this. The males, known as bucks, they enter what they call the rut. Now, a deer, when you're deer hunting, you'll know that they're in the rut because you'll go out and you'll see a tree and they have velvet on their antlers and they're cleaning their antlers and they're scraping the bark off the tree so you can tell they're in the rut. It's breeding season. So, uh, goats cycle monthly. Nigerians cycle monthly. So. We have to keep, our boy goat is named Todd. <laughs> He's a wonderful goat, good daddy. Um, but we have to keep him separated because otherwise he would be in love every day. So uh, this year, Cindy finally took my advice instead of having a goat baby every two months all year long, we're gonna have him hopefully this month, so. We don't have to have goat babies for a year. We can get it done soon. So Todd had a lot of action in uh, the fall, and now we're having all these babies. Okay, SUNY really should tell this, but uh, when they're in uh, rut or uh, the females are in heat, the boy, he just gets all excited, and he releases pheromones and he likes to pee on himself. And guess what part of himself he likes to pee on? You know, goats have a beard. Our goat's beard is probably about a 10 inches long. And so he pees on his beard. And soon he says it smells wonderful. <laughs> says Todd stinks. <laughs> That's the goat. After mating, uh, gestation is about five months, and most females give birth to two or three offspring, and they call those kids. And they, they, they refer that in the Bible as, uh, you know, they made a kid. They sacrificed a kid. Um, Abraham uh, sacrificed a kid for the two angels that came visiting. They go, go get a kid goat, the uh, prodigal son. It says, go kill the... I guess that was a fatted calf, but anyway, Exodus 23:29. Well, I'm going to switch gears here, but I want to talk to you about this scripture, if uh, which has to do with um, deliverance. 
And if you ever wonder why you can't get set free in one heartbeat, uh, you know, which is easily for the Lord to do, uh, he can do anything. You know, he can part the Red Sea. Uh, he can raise the dead. So casting out a demon for God is, is no big deal. But uh, the Hebrews are leaving Egypt, and they're going to go cross Wow, I feel bad. Uh, let me gather myself together. Wow, I feel the anointing. Okay, I will not drive them out from before thee in one year, lest the land become desolate, and the beasts of the field multiply against you. The beasts of the field are demons. I don't know where this is coming from. What are the beasts of the field? They're demons. And uh, let's uh, look at this. Beliefs, superstitions, and phobias about goats. <laughs> I don't know where I come up with this stuff. People have featured these animals in a number of different mythologies, religions, folklore, and even use them as sacrifices for religious ceremonies, not only for um, uh, Day of Atonement, but for satanic sacrifices. I really need to go back to the beasts of the field, but the beasts of the field, um, I don't know, I, th I think I, I, I have it in here. I'll, we'll, we'll, we'll cover this here in a second. Let me just keep going. Okay, so mythology. For example, Norse mythology says that Thor rode a chariot drawn by a pair of goats. Now, everybody's probably heard of Power Rangers and Transformers and um, I don't know, there's TV shows, but you know, the supernatural mutants, they're all supernatural, satanic supernatural. Well, this people think, well, that's just a myth. That didn't really happen. Well, it did happen because the sons of God made it with the daughters of men and there were giants and Nephilim in the land. And just because the flood came, that doesn't mean they all got destroyed. They didn't, you know. Have you ever heard of a marine spirit? You know, they can breathe water. They didn't all get killed off. They're still here today. But anyway, the mythology stuff is real. And... Um, Thor, which is, you know, the Power Ranger guy with the big hammer. He's got a chariot pulled by goats. They have names. This, this stuff is what your kids and children are watching in cartoons and magazines. And it says, Up Tooth Nasher. That's the name of Thor's goat. And then it says, Up Tooth Grinder. Doesn't sound good, right? I cast demons out of people that grind their teeth at night. They break their teeth because they're grinding their teeth all night. So Tooth Nasher, uh, that's the two goats there. It says, pull for the stars. Okay, think about this in the spirit. The stars are angels, right? War in heaven. You ever heard that scripture? There's war in heaven. He's pulled for the stars. The foe awaits. Who's the foe? The good guys. They're against God. They're going to go to the heavens. The foe awaits and joyful battle is before us. See, they, have a, they get their kicks out of beating up on Christians. They want to kill us. 
This is mythology or is it fact? This is real stuff. Here it says Thor in his goat drawn chariot on a Swedish Bronze Age rock carving. These, these are ancient spirits, supernatural beings that have been here a long time. Here's another picture. All this supernatural stuff about vampires and mutants. It's all satanic and demonic. It's all against God. Some of this you probably can't see, but, you know, this is a dragon. They got snakes on here. Another example, people often depict the Greek god Pan as a man with horns and the lower body of a goat. Okay? They have a name for half man, half goat. What is it? Satar. Bing, bing, bing. Give this lady a brownie. Oh, there's the wonderful Pan. Isn't he lovely? Looks like a Nephilim. A demon that God is going to send to eternal punishment. Oh, this is a myth. This is mythology. This isn't real, right? You know, uh, you see the two pipes there? You know, it's connected with music. You know, everything the devil does, he steals from God. He's too dumb to create it himself, and he's too powerless, so he steals from God. And uh, Satan was, you know, the worship leader in heaven. So, you know, Pastor Lou, are you saying music is influenced by the devil? Yeah, I am. You know, you ever see these guys doing the little triangle signal? You know, they're, they're telling, you know, the, the one eye. They, they may know what they're doing or they may be just doing what they're told. I don't know. But either way, somebody's pushing their buttons. They're sending a message. Goat, spirit animal. During the Middle Ages, now I'm sure you've never heard of this, spirit animals. Superstition had it that goats could distract the saints, that's us, by whispering tempting thoughts in their ears. Did you ever hear the scripture, take every thought captive that sets itself up against the knowledge of God? Connect that with the spiritual. Take this thought, take this thought, take this thought. You know, <laughs> lust, alcohol, you know. I, I get these phone calls. I'm hearing voices. It says, kill my parents. Mm-hmm. Or cut myself. You know, they're hearing thoughts. Some people tell me, I'm hearing a real voice. I'm going, you're not hearing a real voice. It's a thought. It sounds like it's real, but, you know. It's a demon sending a thought to him. Do you not know that all the thoughts that come in your head are not from God? Me and Sunni had two bad dreams last night. We canceled them, but, you know, not everything that comes in your head or your dreams come from the Holy Ghost. 
You have to capture that and throw it out. This is a picture of how the spirit world works. You know, the goats are the bad guys whispering. See, these guys are smarter than the average Christian. The Middle Ages knew that the goat was going to whisper in your ear something against God and to foul up your life. You know, now Christians, oh, a Christian can't even have a demon. (laughs) See ya, wouldn't want to be ya. Okay, goat spirit guides. No, you know, I'm building a PowerPoint, and so I'm on the Internet looking at stuff, and and, uh, I cut it off down at the bottom. But uh, you can make a phone call, and they'll connect you with your spirit animal. And you can have the goat for your spirit animal. And this is the ad. The goat jumps in as your spirit animal. It sounds like, why don't we just mark that out and put the demon jumps in? Because the door's open, boing, you just walk right in. It's time to take a more sure-footed approach to things because goats can climb. So you want to be sure-footed? Call in your goat animal. The goat as a totem animal belongs to those who have confidence to climb to the top. Okay, why not, why not uh, invite the Holy Ghost to be your spirit helper, the teacher, the counselor? Call in goat as your power animal. See, it's all about power. So that's why nobody comes to church anymore. They have no power in church. Nobody gets healed. Nobody gets delivered. Nobody gets, you know, they hear a bunch of you're blessed and get out of here and have a great life. And their life isn't great. And so they're looking, they go to the occult, and they call in their power animal. He helps you uh, in need when you need to get down off the ledge. Yeah, yeah, that's a six. Pastor Stan says that's a six. See, Satan hides in plain sight. You just got to know what you're looking at. So this stuff is out there. They're recruiting our children. Okay, we're talking about goats, brothers and sisters. The connection may have come from the idea goats are lustful. You know, that's why they have Peter Pan was, you know, full of lust, uh, seducing people. Lustful and leading to many paintings and drawings of Satan as having a goat face and horns. Satar, Nephilim, half man. There's our wonderful Satar. See, he's... Music. Music is connected with the evil. It's not all evil. Satan stole it from God first. Okay, enough of that. Now, I'll explain this scripture, the beasts of the field. So the Hebrews left Egypt. They crossed the Jordan. And God says, here's the wonderful promised land full of milk and honey. He didn't say cross over and have a good life. See you later. Have fun. I blessed you. He said there's giants over there. You go in there, you wipe them out. Man, woman, child, animals. Kill them all and take the land. And he says, I'll give you the land. Little by little, least the beasts of the field overtake you. What are the beasts of the field? Well, this tells you what they are. The wild beasts. Of the desert shall also meet with the wild beasts of the island. Remember the uh, scapegoat? They sent him off to the desert to die. 
It's the wilderness. You know, like in Genesis says, uh, the spirit of the Lord hovered over the face of the deep uh, and it was void. Well, that's tohu vavahu in Hebrew. That's the wilderness. It's void. Nothing there. So you cast a demon out into the dry place and then he wants, just like the goat, wants to come back where he's been living a good life, getting fed, having drink, and he wants to come right back in and set up shop. Well, this is the wilderness. So the satar, you know, when you see that, you can just think Nephilim or demon or evil spirit. He shall cry to his fellow, the screech owl, also shall rest there and find a place, find for herself a place of rest. Now, you can open up your Strong's Concordance and look where it says screech owl, and that says Lilith, which is a spirit of death loves to attack men and if you, I don't have a picture of her but if you would see the description of her it's a woman with a bunch of skulls you know for a belt or standing on a mountain of skulls she likes to kill it's death this is the beast of the field so when you think why 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 is this stuff in the bible why beasts of the field, lions, tigers, and bears, you know, we got guns, we'll just shoot them. That's not what they're talking about. They're talking about spirits. Um, what is this here? Uh, Hebrew, the Hebrew translation. And the wild cat shall meet with the jackals, and the satyr shall cry to his fellows, yea, the night monster. You ever heard of the monster drink? The three... Hebrew letters, which represent 666, the night monster. Well, this isn't real. We go to bed and have sweet sleep every night, right? Well, me and Suni, she, I'm driving to church. I didn't tell her I had a bad dream. I'm driving to church, and she goes, I had a bad dream last night. It was so bad, I'm not even going to tell you. I said, well, I had one too. So we both, we, we, were, we were doing ministry last night on Zoom, casting out demons and prayed for no retaliation, but, uh, you know, we had something come to check, make sure the door is closed, it's closed. But night monster, you have problems sleeping. I know people that are terrified to go to sleep because they're going to get attacked. And so what they do is they stay up and wear themselves out until they're completely exhausted and then they just collapse and then they still get attacked. So the night monster, that's real. That's Lilith. The, you know, the, I call it queen of heaven. It's, it's like a, it's not like a frog demon that, you know, you can kick around and, and get rid of. These are powerful, powerful spirits that are strong with armor. A lot of authority. They're not like the normal, you know, demons, you just say, get out. Garden variety there. Thank you very much. Garden variety demon. Yeah, and there are a lot of garden variety. You ever heard of a gnome? They put those in gardens. Trolls. You know, I see all kinds of, you know, I go in a lot of homes. I'm a handyman, so I take pictures. I should, uh, I should, I could make a 45-minute slide program on just that, the stuff people have in their homes. A cult. They don't even know it. New Living Translation. The desert animals will mingle there with hyenas, their house filling the night. 
Wild goats will bleat at one another among the ruins. The night creatures will come there to rest. There are night creatures, demons. They come at the nocturnal hour. Do you know they have uh, an hour they call the witching hour? And uh, it's already a documented fact. Most of the crime happens somewhere, you know, midnight to 3 a.m. I wonder why that is. You know, it's when the night creatures come out. Does mainstream Christianity know how to defeat the enemy? Well, that's a dangerous question to ask Pastor Lou. <laughs> because I have so many friends because I answer this question. No, they don't have a clue. Yeah, they need to see Lou. I'm going to be nice and stop right there. <laughs> Satan hides in plain sight because the church does not discern what they are seeing. And not only that, they're not taught. You know, training and equipping. You're wondering where I get all this stuff? Spirit of Prophecy Church, Plano, Texas. Come one, come all. There's plenty of room. We'll teach you. We'll show you how to cast out devils. Raise the dead. Okay, can I prove that? <laughs> well, let's let God prove it. They have mouths, but they speak not. Eyes have they, but they see not. You know, all those TV shows aren't bad, Pastor Lou. That music I listen to, that's not bad. It's only a video game. It's not hurting anybody. You know, it's, it's, it's just a club I joined. You know, right here in Dallas, they have vampire clubs, werewolf clubs. They got covens all over the Metroplex. I'm, I'm looking for another word. Pagan groups. They call them pagan. They're not hiding a thing. And I'm not talking about something squirrel away. You know, one little, I'm talking about probably a hundred. I could probably just Google it and find a hundred of these organizations all over the Metroplex. And it's not Dallas, it's, it's the whole world. Um, on Nextdoor, my community um, web page for, you know, Nevada, they've uh, got a psychic advertising in Roy City. Come and get your reading. We'll communicate with your ancestors to give you guidance. Oh, here's this spirit. Um, this is a now spirit. Here's here's the spirit. I mean, there's they're, they're all a big, fat, hairy, ugly family. They work together. Um, I'm not even going to tell you the name of this spirit, but. Um, Well, I need to explain it. So this, this is a right-hand and left-hand path. So, you know, I have friends that think the Republicans are great and the Democrats are bad. You got the right, you got the left. Okay, this is a picture of the right and the left-hand path. They're both going to take you straight to hell. Now, are there good people on both sides? Sure. Are there bad people on both sides? Yes. These are breasts, so that is a female anatomy, and you can guess what that is, the male anatomy. 
transgender spirit. Do we have that now? Yeah, we have a transgender spirit. This is a picture of what's in the spirit realm. You know, you got light, you got darkness, but you see, it's the moon god. You ever heard of Islam? Worship the moon? Kill the infidel? That would be us. Here's snake scales and two snakes, one white, one black. Good energy, bad energy. You know, they're both evil as hell. Yeah, and the feet, you got the cloven hoof, and this is the world. You know, like Satan wants to ascend to the throne of God. Well, this is a picture. This beast is on top of the world. Okay, I'm just saying, you know, all this mythology and stuff that people say, well, that's just make-believe. It's not. It's real. I wish I could rip the veil off of your eyes so you could see in the spirit world, you would just um, collapse and uh, you'd melt down because there's activity around us, good and bad. Yeah, the light bearer or, um, yeah, actually the morning star. He's a thief. Well, his name is Star of the Morning. Jesus is the morning star. Yeah, well, he's still trying to copy. Okay, enough of that. Oh, that's the explanation. So if you want to get uh, Spirit of Prophecy Church uh, Sunday School message, you can download this off the website. Luke 17, as for the lightning that lighteth out of the one part under heaven shineth unto the other part under heaven, so shall the Son of Man be in his day. Day of the Lord, this is mop-up day. This is separating the goats and the sheep. This is clean up the big mess that we made. But first he must suffer many things and be rejected by his generation. That happened and is still happening even today. People are rejecting God more and more. We've kicked him out of the school, kicked him basically out of the church. You know, I mean, they got demons, pastors worshiping spirits, uh, you know. It's crazy. And it was, here's, I love this scripture. Um, and as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the coming of the Son of Man. You know, we're going to see Nephilim. You heard the thing, release the giants. I mean, this stuff is, it's going to replay. And, um, I mean, yeah, nothing new under the sun. Here's, here's a lady, Barb, that should be up here probably in a few weeks to tell us another wonderful message. So there's going to be satars, not stuff that you're thinking about. Pastor Lou's talking to the spirit. I'm talking about a half man, half goat walking down the sidewalk. Real. Nephilim. It's all going to come back. Yeah, or half, who knows what it is. I mean, you know, <laughs> it, it's already happening. The, the kids can't even tell what sex they are. You know, we have the baby goats. we got seven of them. I know who's boy and who's girl because I know what I'm looking at. Okay, you've seen this scripture. They're eating and drinking. No cares. Life is good. You know, that's what I tell Pastor Stan. He goes, why isn't our ministry exploding and, and our church overflowing? Oh, I have the answer. Food in the pantry and gas in the car, and everybody's happy. We don't need God because we're blessed. 
Here we go again, Lot, uh, it rained down fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. It's a coming, it's called Day of Atonement. So what's the point? Don't be a goat. Don't be a goat. Don't go there. Okay, we can have fun. Okay, I think this is the end. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to stop here because otherwise I'm going to keep you guys from your coffee and donuts. So, Father in heaven, I thank you for this message. I ask you to bless the coffee and donuts and bless the people. Let's have a good fellowship, laugh and play together and come back in 10 minutes for church. Stay tuned. We'll be right back in Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning, church. Online, too. Good morning. Haven't seen you in a long time. Well, praise the Lord. I've been busy. I've been busy delivering baby goats. I guess we've been talking about goats all mornings. Okay. So praise the Lord. Thank you for uh, uh, coming to church, the house of the Lord, and uh, online. My brother and sister, thank you for tuning in, uh, being faithful to God and to the church. And we welcome you. We're going to have a great time. We already had a great time. We were Pastor Lou going to teaching about the goats. So that was awesome. So uh, we're going to start off with the prayer, actually, for Chris Richard Charlie. It's a Leslie Ann's husband. Uh, he is in hospital. And I think something about his back. So um, I would like to volunteer to come forward and pray for him. Who is the prayer warrior other than me? Come on, Ini. We are praying church. Yeah, and spiritually, if we don't pray, we're not breathing spiritually. So we have to pray. Praise the Lord. Chris, in Jesus' name, I'm calling the blood of Jesus. What God cannot do doesn't exist. I say, Chris, I'm calling you, whatever be in that body that God didn't create it to be there. I'm asking you right now, pack your load and go in Jesus' name. That body is the temple of the living God. Therefore, you disease, you have no place there. You demonic power, you have no place there. Because the words of God say, no weapon Form against Christ would prosper. Any tongue rises concerning him shall be condemned. So therefore, the spirit of sickness, Jesus overcame you by saying, by the stripe, Christ is being healed in the mighty name of Jesus. Therefore, I command you to live. Because God has given us authority that whatever 
we say must obey us. In the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Christ, stand up. Stand up. Get well. Be healed. I cover you with the blanket of heaven. Therefore, no sickness, no infirmity will touch you now and forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. I continue to pray for her and the family because he is the head of the household. Amen. Um, I would like to uh, talk about Thanksgiving. Not Thanksgiving. Passover. Oh, well, it's still Thanksgiving. Okay. So Passover dinner, uh, we're going to have, what day was that? Ninth? Eighth. Saturday, April 8th is Passover dinner. So we have a sign-up sheet for food, what you're going to bring. And, and if the single man, if you don't know how to cook, then you can donate. So people can get that money and help to set up for buffet table, okay? So um, it, it's April, April 8th, Saturday. It's be here by 5.45. 5.45, okay? All right, yeah. And also the next week after Sunday service is done, I need everybody's help to set up for tables here. And we've been doing this for quite a while, so those who's been coming here, they, you know the, what to do, right? But I will help you, or I will direct you, I guess, okay? Uh, so I, we need everybody, okay? Men, muscle men, we need the um, heavy things to be lifted and moved, and the ladies will help me set up the buffet tables and you know, make it look presentable and beautiful. Okay, that will be great. So um, anybody who wants to come to our church to help set up, you are welcome in online too, in this, this area especially. Uh, Proper Leslie and Sharonda uh, be coming home here shortly. Yay. Hey. Yay. 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 That's awesome. Finally. Yes. So since we're talking about them, I want to show you some short video uh, about the work they've been doing, okay? All right. And she came walking in the house with her head down. And I said, what's wrong with you? She said, I'm just so shy. Why are you so shy? And I lifted up her chin and I said, no, you're not. You've got the boldness of the Lord. You. And she said, okay. <laughs> We're not to be quiet. Jesus said that we're supposed to be bold as a lion. So everybody practice your roar. And 
عرصے سے خدا کی خادمہ ہے Uh, we have Sister Leslie here with us, so you want to say something? Well, God bless all of you here in Pakistan. We love you. I'm so happy to be here and can't wait to come back. And we praise the Lord. God bless you. That is awesome. That was the Pastor Musi and his wife Esther also was with them. Yes. So the when you go a place like that, everyone, everyone wants prayer. Least the touch. There's sometimes it's thousands of them. And you're not done till you do all of them. Yeah. So praise the Lord for that. So maybe next time, Lou, Pastor Lou and I can go. Okay. So, yeah. And, and some of you can go. Praise the Lord. So now, don't forget to sign up what you're going to bring because we want to have lots of food, right? Those are the day and the time to we do feast. Yeah, Passover. We'll, the pastor stand will prepare the lamb. He's going to go get one is live, and he's going to butcher them and kosherly, and he's going to cut certain parts of the meat, and he's going to season and bake like he's supposed to do, right? He's a priest, right? Modern day, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Okay, so, oh, church, in, what day is that? Come, come, come up here. Come up here, please. Okay, um, we're also going to have Church in the Park on May 7th. That's going to be at Winhaven Meadows Park. Um, that's the west side of Plano, and we went there last year. It was an amazing time. Uh, we all fellowshiped and, and praised God and had lunch together um, out under this really big pavilion. And, you know, there were people that actually came up that just wanted to join us and really could feel the spirit of God. So um, it's really just a really lovely time being outside this time of year anyway. So, um, yeah, I encourage you guys to come and join us for that. Yeah, and we also have a sign-up sheet. The church will provide the hamburgers and uh, hot dog. It's a beef hot dog, right? So we will provide that. The, the rest of the uh, fixing, we're asking you to bring some. Just bring what you are best at. If you are good a potato maker, then bring potato. If you're good at the store-bought potato chip, then bring potato chip. Okay? So bring something. Bring something. Okay? Single guys, bring something. Water, tomato. One tomato is okay, too. Okay? Pickle. And um, we also, if you can get your pocketbooks ready and get your money out, um, we have two beautiful young ladies here, um, Aaliyah and Nariah, and they have a special day coming up. Actually, today is Nariah's big day. She is, you want to come up here, guys? How old is she how today? Old they are. So she is three. Wow. And Nariah is turning four on March 31. And um, I had the honor to be with these girls in the classroom and they just sincerely really love Jesus so much. 
um, when they see the songs, they perk up and they're like, Jesus, Jesus. And we actually did a teaching uh, on I will make you fishers of men. Um, and they're such evangelists, they actually took their little color pages to school and showed their teacher. So <laughs> they're such a blessing, and we just love having them. Um, Nariah, uh, she likes to hide behind the curtain in the classroom. That's her favorite thing. And Aaliyah likes to play with her blocks. It looks like she's a little bit sleepy this morning. But we want to bless them um, on their birthday. And so we're going to go ahead and sing them happy birthday. Um, Barb, if you wouldn't mind coming up here for that. Okay, are we ready? ready? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Narayan Aliyah. Happy birthday to you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Okay. And we want to we want to pray for them. The, okay. Father God, I thank you so much for your daughters here, Lord. The, your vessel, you're going to use them, Lord, mightily, Lord. And I thank you, you raised them from the church. And they hear your word as they're growing up, as their food, Lord. Not just a natural food, but they're being taught the ways of the Lord. And they will walk in it, Lord. So I ask you to bless both of them and the whole family, and especially Mama, to take care of them and be a good model for them. And the spiritually and naturally and physically, and provide them nurture and loving condition and protect them as the mother should do. And I ask you to just cover them with the blood of Jesus and the full hedge of protection. Lord, there's nothing and no harm will come near them. And I thank you, Lord. We release them to you, Jesus, with your angels to protect them and guide them and help them. And speak to their hearts and speak to their ears. They hear you. They know your voice from young age. And they, yes. they are led by the Holy Spirit, Lord. I thank you for their life. I thank you for the, your provision and the protection and the plans you have for them. Because they are made fearfully, wonderfully made by you. Yes. And I bless them in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. 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 Okay, so please come forward and bring your money. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Yes, thank you. Hallelujah. Isn't this wonderful? This is great. Yes, it's great. Thank you, Lord. We are so blessed by you. And a lot of people, they're looking for blessing from the Lord all the time. Lord, I, wanna, I want you to bless me. I want you to bless me. You know, really, we are blessed. We already are blessed. You know, we have our health. That God does miracle things. And especially the Gloria. Lord done miracle. I mean, he healed her. I mean, miracle healed her from the diabetes. It's gone. And then the, the, she has some symptom. Okay? 
And the devil wants to take her down and give her fear. But the Lord raised her up and healed her. And here she is. So praise God for that too. Because he is our healer and he is our protector. He is our shield. He is our eternal father who loves us more than anybody. He loves you. And he loves me. Yep. He loves me more. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Guess what? It's time for offering. Okay? Time for offering. This is for SOP Church. So those who prepare the tithes on offering, come forward. Come forward because you plant seed. Then you look for the growth. All right. This is the prophetic act. Taking the, the feed to the storehouse. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. This is where our breakthroughs happen. This is one of the ways that we receive our blessings. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> you know, sometimes we, we need to see a natural breakthrough, not spiritual, but we have circumstances through life. We have challenges. And to be perfectly honest with you, this is where I start. This, this is what I do. It doesn't matter even if it is a financial issue. I give more. And I give more because he can do all things. He does do all things. And it is through Christ that we receive our strength. And so I start here, um, do many other things, but this is where we can see our breakthrough. So I just encourage each and every one of you, every week, every month, however often you give, some people only get paid once a month, so that's when they do it. But however often that is, allow the Lord to examine your heart, look, look at your situation, see what's going on, and see if it's not time for another breakthrough. There's always, even in the spiritual, there's always growth there as well. Maybe we need a, a breakthrough there through our, our worship, through our prayer life, things like that. So um, anyways, thank you for giving this morning. It's time for missions giving. Pastor Lou. Both of them together? Okay. Yes, sir. Hello, everyone. We give uh, several. Uh, roll of slides uh, if you can, if you have that up. Uh, this is for missions. We have uh, Prophet Leslie and uh, Sharonda in Pakistan right now on a mission. Uh, Sunni and myself, we've gone to um, Cambodia. And we have a group right here in October that's going to Honduras. And last night we had an invite to um, Ontario Arctic to the uh, Inuit Eskimo tribe and uh, Sunni. Yeah, I'm serious. Uh, and Sunni said we would love to come. So I don't know when that will happen. But uh, anyway, this is for missions. And also Tony uh, Colette is not here today from extenuating circumstances. He is healthy. Uh, it's not a problem with his health. He just couldn't make it today. Some issues going on, but we are collecting, I believe, monthly $95. I think it's $95 a month to feed some Honduran children in Pastor Jorge's church. So, you that want to help support that, um, see Tony 
next week. And um, if you got five bucks or ten bucks, uh, it all adds up and it makes a difference. And so we do have a lot of different things going on here, and also um, need a heater for the church. It's warm right now, but uh, you know we have four seasons, and I'm sure we'll have winter again. So, shall we pray for the offering? How many of you have heard of second fruits? Second fruits? How about third fruits? How about first fruits? Have you heard of first? Okay, so what does first fruits mean? Okay, so if you go back into Exodus, God did not give suggestions. He said, when the first harvest comes in, give of the second, oh, the third, no, of the first fruits. Now, how would we do that today? When I have our bookkeepers send out donations, I say I want it to arrive on the 25th. No later than the 25th because I want to make certain that that check clears as the first check of the month. God doesn't like to play second place or third place. So when we give, who gets the attention first? God does, okay? So he gets the first fruits, not the second fruits, not the third fruits. So what I try to do, this is my own personal thing, when I give on a monthly basis, I do everything I can to make certain that that check clears early. Now, it actually probably clears, you know, the 28th. These days it's pretty fast, maybe the, the 26th or the 27th. But it clears before that next month. In other words, I want that to be the first check that clears. I want that to be the first fruits because God gives blessings when we follow his way. Second thing is, some people want to go to church when they're in trouble. I say go to church when you're not in trouble. Go to church when you're not in need. So that... When the need comes, when you're in that hospital bed, you don't have to go, man, I wish I'd been going to church. God, I'm so sorry I wasn't going to. God, I'm so sorry. Instead, we want to say, Lord, you remember. Lord, you remember. Anybody here with me? Lord, you remember, you recall, I've been faithful. You know who I am. I know who you are. You've given me power and authority over serpents and scorpions and all the power of the enemy. And so I send out the ministering, protecting, guardian, and warrior angels to stop this scalar wave attack. And it stops within a minute or so. All the boom, boom, bitty boom, boom, boom. All the bad wind and all the bad. Not because any power I have, but by power he's given all of us through his name. So Lord, 
Please accept this as first fruits. Please accept this as following your will, following your laws, to be blessed, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. That it would be enough for the missions, enough for the church. And we thank you that you have given the money for the new heater air conditioner. In Jesus' name, amen. Then behold, the pot of gold. The Lord says, the gold is mine, the silver is mine. Lord, this is yours. We give it in joy and cheerfulness, so we ask you to receive it with a glad heart. Multiply it, return it back to the people. Expand it. There's many needs in the world, but you're great enough to fulfill those and more. So we lift that up and give it to you, and thank you in advance for the blessings you're pouring out. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Yeah. Okay, we're going to have church now. Woo-hoo! What time is it? What time is it, Brandon? It's time for praise and worship. Hallelujah. Let's, let's all stand and get ready here. You're the only answer to the darkness. <clears throat> You're the only right among the wrong. You're the only hope among the chaos. You are the voice that calls me on. Louder than every life, my sword in every fight, the truth will chase. Away the night Your name is power over darkness Freedom for the captives Mercy for the broken and the hopeless Your name is faithful in the battle Glory in the struggle Mighty, it won't let us down or fail Your name is power Your name is power. Tell him this morning. Let it go. Here we go. I know it is written. Hope is certain. I know that the word will never fail. I know that in every situation. Sing with us. Come on now. You speak the power to prevail. Louder than every life, my sword in every fight, the truth will chase away the night. Your name is power over darkness, freedom for the captive, mercy for the broken and the hopeless. Your name is faithful in the battle, glory in the struggle. Your name is power. Release that today to him. Come on. Your name is power. When you speak, you scatter darkness. Light arrives in heaven, opens. Holy Spirit. 
Let us hear it when you speak. The church awakens. We believe the change is coming. Holy Spirit, let us see it. When you speak, you scatter darkness. Light arrives. Heaven opens. Holy Spirit, let us hear it. When you speak, the church awakens. We believe the change is coming. Holy Spirit, let us see it. Your name is power over darkness. Freedom for the captive. Mercy for the broken and the hopeless. Here we go. Your name is faithful in the battle. Glory in the struggle. Telling how powerful he is this morning. Come on. Your name is power. Come on, get those hands up. Here we go. Your name is power. Woo. Hallelujah. Oh, we love you, Lord. Oh, 
Great is our God. 
Savior.
You're my Savior. You're my Savior. Lord, we love you. Thank you so much. Hallelujah. You go back to your seats. Thank you. The, the, what is reminds me right now is you can do this at home in your worship time with the Lord. And you praise and worship him till this type of atmosphere comes to you. And that's the, when you have a true fellowship with God, Father God, through the Holy Spirit with blood of Jesus. And that time, you can actually really communicate that God put it in your heart. And that will be answer. So you got to discern the atmosphere. Okay? So that's what it reminded me. So I'm just sharing that with you. Okay. All right. Awesome praise and worship. Yes, thank you. <coughs> All right. Let's get the second service going. Thank you, Lord, so much oh, for your presence today. You are so sweet, so sweet, but yet so mighty, so powerful. Father, we thank you so much for your Holy Spirit with us today. We receive every word that is spoken in this service, this teaching. We anoint our pastor from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. And we receive your wisdom, for you are Jehovah. Amen the Almighty, the author Amen. of salvation, Amen. the author and finisher of our <clears throat> faith, the beginning and the end. We love you, Lord. We thank Amen. you so much. In Jesus' Amen. precious, holy, and powerful name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Lord, this morning, we say wisdom and might are yours. You change the times and seasons. You removeth kings and setteth up kings. You giveth wisdom to the wise and knowledge to them that know understanding. You reveal the deep and secret things. You know what is in the darkness, and the light dwelleth with you. We look forward to the time when we will hear the kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. We look forward to the time when we say, when we hear a great voice in heaven, saying, Now has come salvation and strength in the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accuses them before God day and night. We look forward to the time when the morning star at the seventh trump comes down and burns the tares, the two angels with sickles slash the grapes, and you remove sin from this earth. And your reward is with you to give to every man according as his work shall be. And as your light, the light of life, the morning star, hits us out of a belly, flows rivers of living water. And in a moment, at the twinkling of eye, at the last trump, we get all of our mantles, our crowns, our rewards, our garments. For us, eternity just started. Then, stepping outside of time, able to look back from eternity back on time, when we can see everything done from creation, when we see what you have done, we're all going to say, great and marvelous are the works, Lord God Almighty, just and true 
are thy ways, thou King of saints. Who shall not fear thee, O Lord, and glorify thy name? For thou only art holy, for all nations shall come and worship before thee when thy judgments have been made manifest. And when we see what you've done, we're going to cast our crowns at your feet. We're going to fall on our faces. We're going to say, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things for thy pleasure. They are and were created. Right now we live in a sinful world, a sinful nation. But Lord, you've told us to come out and be holy, be separate. Lord, help us to do that. Help us to hear what your spirit is saying to us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, for June will be 18 years this church has been going. And for about 17 of those years, it seemed like every message was judgment, prophecy, end of the world. And now, for the last probably four months, every message has been, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I'm with you always, even to the end of the world. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at the right hand, but an ultimate not come nigh thee. This congregation, those people watching online, and that doesn't necessarily mean that you're here every Sunday, but the Lord knows. Those people that have endured sound doctrine in a time when people don't want to endure sound doctrine, in a time people want to hear smooth things, but this congregation is sought after the truth, he's saying, I'm going to bring you a word. I'm going to speak to you. I'm going to guide you. I'm going to direct you. Here's the word of the Spirit to, to the Spirit of Prophecy Church today. I will be with you, even to the end of the earth, and nothing by any means shall hurt you. So we're going to go into the scriptures today and we're going to look first at Saul what happened to Saul then we'll look at David but what he wanted me to, to show you is that this story is repeating today to you to the Spirit of Prophecy Church this is his word to us here today there was a man of Benjamin whose name was Kish the son of Abiel the son of Zeor and the son of, <laughs> son of <laughs> a mighty man of power the Texas tongue doesn't exactly roll that quick. He had a son whose name was Saul, a choice young man, goodly, and there was not among the children of Israel a goodlier person than he. Too many times we Americans look at the outside. But God doesn't look at the outside. He looks at the heart. And he saw that Saul looked good on the outside, but he already knew something was wrong on the inside. He already knew Giving Israel a king was not exactly a good thing. Now, the point here is, Spirit of Prophecy Church, there are people around you that are friends now. There are people that call themselves Christians now. They may look good. They may even call themselves a friend now. But you wait in a time of trouble. I remember even Donald Trump said, you never know who your friend is until things fall apart. So many times 
They're smiling with their teeth, but their heart is not with us. So that's the first thing he wants to say, is beware, hopefully not inside the church, but beware friends out there. Bible says that there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Well, how about that? Well, let's see my older brother. We talked a year and a half ago, briefly. The other one, a couple of years, a couple of years on my sister. You know? You remember Jesus was in ministering. There was a knock on the door. Jesus, your mom stands outside and wants to talk to you. Your brothers. He said, these are my brothers. These are my sisters. So Spirit of Prophecy Church, people in here, these, this is our family. Even more so than our blood. True? We need a family. And the asses of Kish's father were lost. And Kish said to his son, now, take one of the servants with you and go and seek the asses. Well, we try to stay away from them today, but... Passed by a few there. But there's still some asses around us today. That was a subtle attempt at humor. Now the Lord told Samuel in his ear a day before Saul came, Tomorrow about this time I'm going to send you a man out of the land of Benjamin. You're going to anoint him with oil to be captain, didn't say king, to be captain over my people Israel, that he may save my people out of the hand of Philistines. Spirit of Prophecy Church, God wants to use us today to save those people around us out of hell. Out of the hands of the Philistines, for I have looked upon my people because their cry is coming. Now, has our cry come up before the Lord? Have we spent time saying, Lord, how long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge the trouble in our nation? How long are we going to have to wait before we begin to see justice? Our Department of Justice has no justice. The White House is not white. It's not even black and white. It's not even gray and white. It's plum black. I noticed that they just put up scaffold over the last couple of years and just Redid the outside of the Capitol. Oh, and it looks so pretty and white. But probably through the eyes of the Lord, it doesn't look so nice. Samuel took a vial of oak. Now, I want you to notice, with Samuel, he gets a vial. Where with David, he gets a horn. What's the difference? Man's things come in vials. God's thing comes in horns. In other words, things uh, that he has made. So this is not a full anointing. Final boy poured on his head, kissed him, and said, Is this not the Lord hath anointed thee to be captain over his inheritance? It shall come to pass when thou art coming to the city. You're going to meet a company of prophets coming down from the high place with a psaltery tablet and a pipe and a harp before them, and they shall prophesy. Now here's the point. The Spirit of the Lord will come upon thee. Spirit of prophecy, church, there's going to be a time when the Spirit of the Lord is going to come upon us. Remember he told me, as judgment hits, so will my miracles. Miracles like to no one has seen, going all the way back to Adam and Eve. You mark my word, there's going to be a time when this group is helping 
at sports stadiums. And we're going to be saying, oh my goodness, what do we do with all these people coming to the Lord? And we're saying, I'm looking forward to that day. He's saying, it is coming. Spirit of the Lord will come upon thee, and thou shalt prophesy with it, and thou shalt be turned into another man. How many of you this morning want to become turned into another man? In other words, you want to be turned into more of a servant of the Lord. You want to hear the Lord's voice more clearly. More dreams, more visions. We want to get closer to the Lord. Let it be when these signs come to thee that thou do on occasion serve thee for... Spirit of Prophecy Church. That's the message he's saying to you today. He's saying, Spirit of Prophecy Church, I'm pleased that you have endured sound doctrine. I'm pleased that you have put up a stand. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. But, you know, now think about it. If you've been here a while, there's been some tough messages. But you came back. Now it's time for the blessings. Samuel said to all the people, See him who the Lord has chosen, that there is none like him among all the people. And all the people shouted and said, God save the king. You know, England to this day still saves, still says that phrase, God save the king. And that's the first time in the Bible it appears, and that's where they got it from. It's a phrase from the Bible, God save the king. But what God is saying to us today is, God save Spirit of Prophecy Church. Saul, bring hither a burnt offering to me, and peace offerings he offered a burnt offering. So it came to pass, as soon as he made an end of the offering, the burnt offering, behold, Samuel came. Saul went out to meet him that he might salute him, and Saul said, Samuel said, What hast thou done? Okay, so the situation here is now Saul's been king for a while, and he knew he was not supposed to do sacrifices. In those days, that was the job of the prophet or the priest, and only the job of the prophet or priest. Samuel says, what have you done? Saul said, oh, well, because, uh, you know, people were gone from me, and you didn't return when you were supposed to, and the Philistines gathered together, and, it was, and I forced myself there for it, and yeah, I did a burnt offering. And Saul, Samuel said to Saul, you have done foolishly. Anybody here done foolishly besides me? Okay, we all have. All we like sheep have gone astray. But the Lord has put on him all of our sins. I forced myself, therefore, you've done foolishly. Thou hast not kept the commandment of the Lord thy God, which he's saying, Spirit of Prophecy Church, if you want my anointing, if you want to serve me, if you want to win those souls that I've been laying on your heart to win, if you want to do what I want you to do, if you want to walk with me, talk with me, then you have to be like me. You can't put one foot in the devil's camp and the other foot in my camp. You can't get fresh water and salt water out of the same stream. Thank you, I got one amen on that. <laughs> and he commanded thee, for now the Lord would have established thy kingdom. He would have given you this stuff. There was a person that came into this congregation yeah, five years ago, six years ago, homeless. As far as I know, only in the last few months of his life did he ever actually get a home and get a job. I know 
by the spirit I know, he made a deal with God. <clears throat> I'll walk away from the drugs. I'll start walking with you if you'll just help me clean up. Some of you know who I'm talking about. It was offered to me if I wanted to see the, vi the, the video, and I said no. But they said they saw him walk up and sat down on a bench waiting for the dark bus to come up and pick him up. Someone offered him, you know, a puff on something. He took one puff, but then he took a second puff. As that puff went in, his spirit went out. They said he literally just slumped over and never moved again. I think that the Lord let him taste it the first time. He knew what was wrong. He knew what it was. He used to be on this stuff for a long time. But once he knew what it was, when he did it the second time, he broke that agreement. God said, matter of fact, he told me, he says, Stan, you step in that stuff again, and I'm going to put all of your sins back on you double. Any hands going up saying, uh, yeah, I got it. I got it. I got it. Did you get that message? I remember that night. It was at the very first Full Gospel Businessman. I ever attended January 1988, because I got saved December 7, 1987. Charles Doss was speaking. He's the guy, great servant of the Lord, been gone, be, be with the Lord now. He prayed with, what's the lady's name? I was trying to remember this morning. Started in time handmaidens. Gwen Shaw. Thank you, Lord. Remember? Anybody know that name? Oh, great servant of the Lord. In time handmaidens, thousands of people, members of it. Charles Doss was speaking. I was sitting in the audience, and I remember I leaned over to Leslie and I said, I'm trying not to get emotional. This is one of those big changes. You ever have a change in your life? How many want a change in your life with the Lord? This is a big change in my life. Big. Do you suppose, with all the things I've done, do you suppose the Lord could ever find a place to use me? Would you pray? Pray that he would possibly use me in his service. She prayed. So when he, uh, he had an accordion, he would play his accordion and sing and go back to telling his testimony. Then he'd play his accordion and sing another song, tell his testimony. Directly stopped. He says, ma'am, if you let me pray for you, God's going to heal your back tonight. Now, that's a Baptist boy. I ain't never seen nothing like this before. I thought, is this real? Sings and tells his chest. Uh, Sir, if God, if, if, when I get down, if you'll let me pray for you, God's going to heal your kidneys tonight. I looked over and tears were running down their eyes. I've just got, is this for real? I mean, is he really hitting it? 
I thought, I got to check this out. So when it came time for prayer, <laughs> the line formed really fast. So I'm sitting there, half watching, half checking it out. And by the way, nothing wrong with checking it out. You know, Thomas was in the position to convince people the best because he's the guy who had to feel the nail scars. He had, okay, he had to feel the sword going inside, okay? All right, all right, all right, fine. I'm going to go up and have him pray for me. So I'd been having trouble with my back. And so I, I walked up and said, he said, what would you like to pray for? And I said, I put my, no, actually, I said, well, I like, I started to put my hand back like this. I said, well, I'd like to pray for my back. And that didn't happen. Instead, he grabbed both wrists. He said, put your hands up, son. He said, the Lord's got a special double blessing for you. A double anointing. You're going to be a soul winner. You're going to save thousands upon thousands. The Lord wants you to know that all of your sins have been forgiven. I'm thinking, I thought they already were. Now that's the key. Sometimes our sins are not necessarily forgiven until we really walk away from them. We can't go along and say, take a little puff. Uh, do another little sin. I'm going to church now. You got it? Anybody need to hear this? Yes, I know I'm talking to myself. (laughs) As he prayed for people, the people would hit the floor. And you know how you drop a basketball and the ball goes, boink, Their heads were doing that. Okay, and I thought, if they're really out, their heads would bounce like a basketball. And they bounce like a basketball. If they're not really out, they would kind of go, kind of ease it down. No, no, no. These people were kunk. So I thought, you know, inquiring minds want to know. So I thought, I'm going to check this out. So I went up on several of the men and women. And I mean, I got right up on their face. And I was looking. It was like right there. And you know, you can, you can tell when they're, they're faking asleep. You know what I'm saying, right? But when they're really asleep, they're, 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 they were just kind of fluttering like that. It was like, I don't know where they were, but they weren't in that body. They were gone. Leslie got prayed for that night, and she had had a problem we were pretty certain was going to wind up in a surgery. But she walked out of that room that night, still to this day, never had another trouble. Now, that happened and changed my life. And today, what God wants to say to you is he wants to offer you a major change in your life today. But the thing of it is, it's not through Stan. All I'm doing is standing on the side saying, he can do it. He, not me. He, he, he can do it. Hath the Lord... As great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord, 
Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken better than the fat of lambs. Meaning, it's better to obey than it is to ask for forgiveness. That's the way we would say it today. But in those days, it was saying it's better to obey than to have to sacrifice an animal. So Samuel came no more to see Saul until the day of his death. Nevertheless, Samuel mourned for Saul, and the Lord repented that he had made Saul king over Israel. Spirit of Prophecy Church, we don't want to find ourselves in a position where we are having to ask for forgiveness too often. It's much better, are you hearing this, much better to obey than to ask for forgiveness. And if you think he won't walk away, if you start sinning, then you're misunderstood. That was a good place for an amen. amen. And the Lord said to Samuel, How long are you going to mourn for Saul? I've rejected him from reigning over Israel. Fill your horn. Now the other one's a vial. Fill your horn with oil. And I'm going to go and send you to Jesse. And I'm going to show you that one of his sons is going to be king. So he brought in all of his children. The Lord said to Saul, look, Don't look on Saul's countenance. Or in the heights of his, stra- his stature, I refused him. I see man in the inward parts. He's saying, Spirit of Prophecy Church, if you want my blessings, if you want to be a part of my service, if you want to be part of being in sports stadiums, if you want to be a part of people coming to you and saying, All right, you have my attention. Tell me about this Jesus. Then we have to be clean. That's what he's saying. So anyway, he called all of his sons. No, nope, not this group. No, nope, not this group. Finally, he said, is this all of your sons? He said, well, I've got another one. But he just keeps the sheep. What was it that got David's attention? Excuse me. That what was it that David did that got God's attention? Well, he played a harp. Do you think playing a harp gets God's attention? There's a lot of people pay a lot of instruments. It doesn't necessarily get God's attention. I believe when he had that harp, he was worshiping the Lord. Praise is telling God what he does and that you love him for it. Worship is telling God what, who he is and that you love him for it. I think David was not just tending to the sheep, but he spent most of his days and nights worshiping the Lord. No one told him to. But we've been told to. He just did. As a result of his time worshiping the Lord, he had a prayer closet. He had a relationship with the Lord that few people had. Consequently, he said, no, 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 no. Man, he is ruddy. <laughs> with all a beautiful countenance, so goodly to look at, the Lord said, arise. Anointed him, for this is the one. So Samuel took the horn, not the vial, and anointed him in the midst of his brethren. And here it is, here it is. The Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day. What I think that the Lord is offering to the Spirit of Prophecy Church, and I believe online too, is a new anointing. Well, I already got enough anointing. Okay, well, fine. Just when we call for you to come forward to be anointed, just stay in your seat. But if you believe there's, that God's eternal, if you believe that God always has another level, if you believe there's always something more we can get from God, something more we can do for God, 
Then when I call you forward, you'll be running up here. But the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and an evil spirit came and troubled him. An evil spirit from God. I believe our deliverance minister, Lou Young, this morning just said demons can, God, Christians can't have demons. Well, there it is, the scripture. So the Lord commanded his servants, I want you to seek out a man who is a cunning player on the harp, and come to pass when the evil spirit of God is sent to Saul, he'll start playing, the evil spirit has to leave. Now, what is that saying? Saying that the Lord inhabits the praises of his people and that when we are worshiping and serving the Lord, and that doesn't necessarily mean we have to have an instrument, although an instrument helps. I mean, some of them sound like a pig cut under a gate. You understand what somebody's saying? So I'm passing over people today. Amen. Thank you. Time with the Lord. There is nothing like it. Time spent with the Lord. So when he plays with his hand, you'll be well. So they brought in David. David would play, the evil spirit would leave. Now, why? You think that's an accident they brought in David? No, why? I think God was bringing David into the house of the king, just like he, see, he, he, Moses was put in the water, pulled out of the water, that's what Moshe means, is drawn out. And then he was put and raised in the Pharaoh's house, out to the back side of the desert for 40 years. Then he was brought back into the Pharaoh's house, saying, let my people go. And David was taken into the king's house, lived, watched, worked with the king, and then he had to run away from the king for a while because one day he was going to be a king. Some of you today, the Lord wants to make kings and priests in his kingdom. Amen. You know, he's, he's given it. Worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength. Excuse me. Worthy is the Lord that was slain to open the book and, receive, and, and loose the seals there. Because he was slain, he's redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred tongue, people, and nation and has made us unto our God kings and priests. Some of you, I believe God, maybe even all of us, he's offering to be a king and a priest in eternity. So he loved him greatly, and David became his armor bearer. When the evil spirit from, was, from God was upon Saul, he would pray, the evil spirit departed him. Then there went out a champion out of the camp of Philistines by the name of Goliath. Now the interesting thing, his height was six bands, six cubits in a span. According to Ron White, he said a cubit is 20.6 inches. It's amazing, and I don't have a great memory, but on things I'm supposed to remember, I remember them. I heard that in 1991. I still remember it. 20 point, so I multiplied that up. That's about 11 foot tall. And I calculated this out. His coat, in other words, this here, that's his coat of mail, weighed 75 pounds. The greaves of brass were these things here, about 15 pounds. So he had more armor on than most of us even weigh. He says, if any can kill me, then you'll be our servants. Or we'll be your servants. If we kill your man, then you be our servant. 
Well, this is what Ron Wyatt said he found in the cave. They, he, it didn't say Goliath's sword on it. He didn't find a piece of paper saying this is Goliath's sword. But they believe it to be Goliath's sword, and it probably is. This is a wooden model of it to show you the size. But this is apparently an actual picture, an actual photograph of what it looked like. So that tells you this was a big boy. Also, this is a, a drawing where they took a picture of the giant of Kandahar. And you see he's laying on a pallet. A pallet is four by four. And I got the book, I've read the book called Long Walkers. And that giant that they killed weighed 1,100 pounds. Probably that's what Goliath was. And there was another fellow that had a dream <clears throat> that the giants are returning, by the way, as Lou said this morning. Matter of fact, uh, the seven thunders uttered, released the giants. We do know now what they said. And the, in the dream, the man was shown that they can run like a deer, see in the dark, smell like a bloodhound, and the only way you can shoot them with small arms, all you want to, won't kill them. The only way to kill them was with a high-powered rifle shot to the head. And the story on the giant from Kandahar <clears throat> was when we were in Afghanistan, I believe that's correct, there was a uh, team of guys sent up into the mountains looking for Oh, oh, I started to say Obama. Osama. <laughs> Obama. <laughs> okay. And they didn't come back. So they sent another team. Only this time, the guy that went with them, the head, had a a saw, a squad automatic weapon. It's a big, bad weapon. And they said when they ran across this guy, he was so big and so fast, he was on them before they could even pull their weapons up. And they said he had a big, long spear. He had run the spear up and skewered one of the, 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 the American servicemen up like this before they even knew what happened. But the leader of the squad hollered to everybody, shoot him in the head. So they all, I don't know how many people on the squad, four, six, twelve, something like that, all started aiming at the head, and they were able to kill him. Now this is a drawing of a picture. What I want you to notice, six fingers and six toes. So it's probably half demon, half human. They're coming back again. 1,100 pounds, this guy. This is proof they used to exist. Matter of fact, the Smithsonian Institution their primary job is not to find the truth and bring it to us, but to find the truth and destroy it, or to hide it. Okay, on. <clears throat> so Michal, Saul's daughter, loved David. So Saul said, I'm going to give her to you. Man, I'm running really long here. Uh, I'll give her. Saul says, I'm going to give my daughter to David. She'll become a snare to him that the hand of the Philistines might kill him, is what he's trying to do. So the, the king said, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go slew, slay a, a, a hundred Philistines. And he's, him and his men slayed 200 of them. So he got to become the king's son-in-law and married the king's daughter. 
Saul knew when the Lord was with David, Michael, Michal, Saul's daughter, loved him. Uh, anyway, so everything David was asked to do, he was able to do. Uh, let me see. Let me skip through this here. Okay, let me summarize this. So what happened was Saul, with the evil spirit on him, saw that David was favored by God. His daughter loved him. The people loved David more than they did Saul. So Saul got a big jealousy streak, decided the best way to solve this was to kill David, the future king of Israel. He did everything he could to try to kill David. Now let me get to that point. Uh, here we go. <clears throat> Man, it wasn't that small when I put it out there. <laughs> it's like a whole lot smaller today for some reason. No, 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 no. Okay, here it is. This is. So Saul took 3,000 chosen men out of Israel, went to find David. Saul went in to cover his feet. We call that going to the bathroom today. Except in those days, because they had this sheet wrapped around them, it was quite a big to-do to take that sheet off. So they basically had to get practically naked to go over to go to the bathroom, unlike what we do today. So consequently, Saul's in a very vulnerable position. So he covered his feet. David and his men remained in the sides of the cave. David arose and cut off the skirt of Saul's robe privily. Or privately. So apparently he cut off part of his clothes, you would say. Behold this day, your eyes have seen how that the Lord delivered thee today into my hand. And in the cave, and some bade me to kill you. Now here's the situation. So Saul takes off his clothes. He's going to the bathroom. David sneaks in, cuts off part of his clothes. Then goes out and goes up on a high mountain where he can't just reach him real quick. Hollers down, Saul, look it. I don't mean any problem. I'm not trying to cause problems. Uh, I'm not mad at you. Why do you keep trying to kill me? Because here is part of your clothes. If you look, I could have killed you. I didn't kill you. And so consequently, this convinced David, this convinced Saul not to kill David anymore. Thou art more righteous than I, for I, I'm running out of time here. I'm trying to speed it up here. I thought it might go long. I didn't know it was going this long, though. Thou art more righteous than I, for I ha, thou hast rewarded me good, whereas I have rewarded thee evil. The Lord, so David said, The Lord would reward, <laughs> the Lord would reward thee good, for thou hast done to many this day. I know well that thou surely shalt surely be king. And that the kingdom of Israel shall be established in thine hand. Swear now therefore unto me, the Lord, that thou wilt not cut off my seed after me. And he didn't. He was good to his, his children, his grandchildren on down. So anyway, this, this made up. Now, the point is here. As Saul, that is father-in-law to David, more than just a friend, was trying to kill him, what the Lord's trying to say is, There'll come a day, I hope it's not soon, I don't think it's soon, but there's probably going to come a day 
when people that we knew, people that we loved, maybe even people we worked with, turn against us. And there was, it was given him to make war with the saints, to overcome them. And power was given him to continue 42 months. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the Lamb's book of life, slain from the foundation of the world. Meaning, there's going to come a time, as Dana Coverstone was shown in one of his dreams, when people that used to be our friends will start turning against us. Revelation, I'm going to close with this. Revelation 13.10 says, <clears throat> He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here's the patience and faith of the saints. The word patience there means don't quit Jesus. There's going to come a time when people we know and love will turn against us. That will not just turn us in, but actually turn against us and even try to kill us. But when he says, he that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. And, you know, to us Texans, that doesn't seem right. You know, uh, I got my shooting on, you tell me I'm not supposed to do anything when they're trying to kill me. Well, if they're coming after you because you do not have the mark of the beast, yes. You could run, but I believe that. Go read it. Revelation 13.10. I don't like it either. I didn't write the stuff. I'm just a delivery boy. But we're not supposed to kill them. That's the plan of the Lord. And I saw under the altar the souls of those who beheaded for the witness of God and the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on those that dwell upon the earth? White robes were given to every one of them. It was said to them that they should rest yet for a little season until their fellow servants also and their brethren that she should be killed, should be killed as they would, as they were, should be fulfilled. Some are assigned the greatest privilege to give our life for the Lord. When one has said, Lord, I'm yours, you bought and you paid for me, and you paid a price far too high, and I can never pay you back, and it would be my great honor to die giving you glory. All of the fear of the world leaves. What are you going to do? Offer me a higher resurrection? And I saw thrones. And they sat on them. And I saw the witness of those beheaded for the witness of testament. I saw those beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the testimony which they held. The greatest reward in heaven are those people that are beheaded for the for Jesus. Now I'm not saying some of us in here will go through that. I don't know. The Lord showed us how Leslie and I go and is not beheading. But what I'm saying is. If you ask yourself what's the worst can happen, accept it and try to improve on it, then everything else, all the fear goes away. He's saying, I'm going to be with you. I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to forsake you. I don't think he's saying that you'll never have trouble. I don't think he's saying you're not going to have testing. But I think he's saying at the end of the day, when you cross the finish line, you'll receive the prize. So I feel led this morning, those people 
that would like to go to another level with the Lord. Those people that want to turn into another man. And you know that's meant not a male or female. Those people that want even more from the Lord, if you want to, if you'll come up here, I'll anoint you with oil and pray that God will take you to another level. Another level. I'll, I'll give you a quick story. One night as we were drifting off to bed, I got an, a, the, the, the anointing oil. And I said, I believe the Lord has told me to anoint you to go to another level. Can I pray for you? She says, yeah. So she was just kind of drifting off. And so I rubbed a little oil on her and I prayed. And I said, Lord, I ask you to take her to another level. And she agreed in Jesus' name. She said, that night, in a dream, God came to me and told me that he had given me the judge's anointing. And that's where Leslie got that judge anointing. I don't know what God has for you. But I know this. He wants every one of his children to go to a new level. He wants every one of us to be doing more for him, more building his kingdom. And a lot of times, all it takes is for the anointing of an apostle or a prophet, just like Samuel was a prophet. So I'm going to be anointing those people that want to go to another level. I'm going to be anointing for the people online too. If you want to be a part of it, come on up here and I'll anoint you. Lord, as they come, I ask that you forgive my sins. Wash me clean. And use me as your servant today so that your anointing would arrive on each one of the people to go to the next level that you want to take them to, whatever that level might be. A new man, a new day, a new level, more anointing, more power, more souls, closer to you, hear your voice, more dreams, visions, angel visits, more protection, their feet would mount up with wings as eagles and run and not grow weary and walk and not faint. That they would hear your voice speaking behind them saying, this is the way, walk ye in it. And that you would give them the revelation anointing to be able to understand the times they live in, Bible prophecy, the book of Revelation, and all of the times of the end times. In Jesus' name. Now, I don't know what, I don't know what he's going to do. That's his choice. I'm just going to pray that the door opens, or the window opens, or the funnel appears, and he pours in what anointing he wants. And then, when you get something different, come up, say, Pastor, I got something. Okay? Yeah, revelation oil.
Now, I would go clunk, 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 or glub, 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 but I won't. I'll just, just a small amount. <clears throat> I already prayed, so I'm just going to anoint right now. Lord, we pray in agreement that you would anoint them. Pray in agreement that you would anoint them, Lord, in Jesus' name. Pray in agreement that you would anoint them. Anoint them, Lord, in Jesus' name. Pray in agreement that you would anoint them, Lord. Anoint them in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You would anoint them, Lord, in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. She's letting me. She's. Jesus' name and in Jesus' name. You got it? Anybody? Okay. So, Lord, I ask you to take these people to a new level. Make them a new man. More souls, more of you, in whatever way you want to bring it to them, Lord. In Jesus' name. Now, if you're online, you may be saying, wow, I, I really want to be a part of this congregation. Well, you can. Just go to Prophecy Club or Spirit of Prophecy Church, slide down, and it'll look like this. On the left side, about three-quarters way down, it'll say become a ministry member. Click on that. And there's a little bit further on down, there's a place where you can donate or... You can also slide down to a little blue line, click on that, and you can also donate. You can be a part of what we're doing. Remember, God wants first fruits, not second fruits, not third fruits. He wants first fruits. And you can click like, share, and subscribe. And I'm about to pray a prayer, and if you pray that prayer with me, send us an email to this address. Let's say it together. Dear Heavenly Father, Jesus, I ask you to forgive my sins. Be my God. In Jesus' name, amen.